Hello. Hi, everybody. This is Sarah Westcott. And this is Katie Willie. And this is TV Red. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them or that we make to go with them. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. We always yeah. talk about how these, these cocktails come with the books, but no, we yeah. we decide what we're drinking. Yeah. And then we modify it. Yeah. I'm going to have one of these pickles, by the way. Yes. We have little mm-hmm. cocktail pickles with our drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's leftovers. So we're, they're so good. We're going to be snacking. I love little cocktail pickles. Me and John actually went out to dinner last weekend and we go to this place it's called um it's in kinderhook and it's called um saisonnier and it's like a wine a wine bar place super like little hole in the wall place they make grilled cheese sandwiches and whatever and you can order a bottle of wine and drink it and we always get a charcuterie board which comes with little cocktail pickles and I'm obsessed with those. And I'm like, I'm like, I make sure. So we order our sandwich last time we went on last Friday and then we order our sandwiches. Like, does the sandwich come with cocktail pickles too? Cause I would like a side of those. And she's like, Oh, they all come with it. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> so I was very excited that our drink required cocktail pickles. Yes. It didn't really require. Except it didn't. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's a, it's a martini, but we're, we're not, not going to get yeah. there yet. We're not going to get there yet. It could have been olives, but um, we we neither one of us with, likes olives. No, olives are gross. Um, so Katie, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We just got back from vacation. I know you did again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this now we're done for a long time. So okay. Luke, Luke started his job the other day, which is interesting. Um, it'll be good, better than what he was doing. That's good. Yeah. Um, but in order to start his job, we needed one last vacation. So we did a cruise and it was um, on a massive boat, like one of the biggest boats. And the cruise was good. The kids had fun. We had a good time. It's just too big. Like the physics of it baffle me. I don't understand why it doesn't fall over sideways. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how it floats in the first place. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how it doesn't tip over. It was 17 floors. Like what? Yeah. And it's not even just like straight up. It's straight up and then it goes out it goes and out. then it goes up mm-hmm. more. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I, whatever. I don't. Cruise boats really freak me out. Honestly, I've never been on a cruise and I'm not sure that I ever want to go on one. So there was a lot of people, like too many people. Um, Did you, you never felt like comfortable or what? I was okay. It was fine. It was just there. There's a lot of activities and there were so many things to do. Like there's a carousel, there's a slide, there's three water slides, there's all this stuff to do. This is um, the biggest one you've ever been on? Yes. Okay. And, but there's just that many more people that are all trying to do the same things too. So right. like we would go to trivia and if you didn't get to trivia 20 minutes ahead of time, you're not getting a seat. Gotcha. And uh, you can still play and we won a couple times because we're fucking fine. smart. Me and Adam did a Sudoku challenge and we came in second and <laughs> won a nice pen with the cruise ship logo on it. Um, that he subsequently broke and I had to repair. That's amazingly nerdy and I love every second. You know what though? It was like there was five teams and me and him was the second second place team and the other other teams all had like grown ass old people and we kicked ass. You and your eleven year old son. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And we did um we did a family scavenger hunt. Me and him. Um, we had to take pictures of ourselves in front of a whole bunch of different things on the boat. Um, you had 20 minutes and a list of like 15 things. And like I said, there's like 17 floors on the boat. So you had to, you were going all over the place and the elevators are slow as balls. So we were running up the stairs and getting pictures and we ended up coming in third place for that with, based on the points of what we got pictures. It was fun. It was a good time, but like, you know, we'd get to the pool at nine and it would be nice and empty and clean. And then by like 11, it's just a bunch of people just standing in a pool, just looking like. I don't know how to say it other than like Vienna sausages in a can. And it 
the same color water. Like, it just was... Uh, uh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you actually really actively look at them, you'd be like, that person's been in the pool for three hours and had 14 drinks, and they haven't moved at all. And mm-hmm. where's that going? Mm-hmm. So by, like, 11, 12 o'clock, we were done with the pool and go find other things to do. But the days... And the ports were good. The one day we didn't even get off the boat and we had the pool to ourselves for oh, like fun. three hours. Yeah, and it was nice. perfect. Yeah. And I, I, thank you. <clears throat> Bye, everybody. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. But, I don't know. Like cruises is just not like it's not something that's ever been like sure. I probably wouldn't say no to one, but it's definitely never been something that I'm like, this is a vacation I need to take. We need to go on a cruise. I, I don't care. It's enjoyable it's cheap it's cheap to get the room and the food is included everything so is inclusive yeah the drinks, drinks are not they're you not pay for okay. the drink package okay. which we obviously did because i'm not gonna try to not drink right yeah, yeah a certain yeah. amount like, no we've already hit too much package. yeah yeah without question but it was yeah. good it was fun i'm glad to be home it's just depressing knowing we're going into winter and i have no vacation plan to look forward to but there'll be one eventually I so we literally just like we're we're talking about our vacation for next year and like you know you know, we're moving. So mm-hmm. it's very much like we're, we're a travel kind of family. We, and even if it's not all four of us, like me and John typically will do something together. I really like your nails. Sorry. But, they oh, just thank like, you. they sparkle kind yeah, of. They're, they're shimmery. You know, they're metallic-y. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but because we're moving and we're like buying a house, it's very much like we kind of might have to cut back on this stuff. But um, we have planned for next year, we're doing Washington State and we're going to like, we're going to go to Seattle, then we're going to drive up to Vancouver and British Columbia in Canada, and then we're going to come back down and I have a half marathon in Washington State. So like, that's planned for next year, but that's the fucking summer. So like sitting here thinking about that right now when it's not even November yet, like we're talking about eight months away at the moment. Like, I need something before that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's it's very much like, oh, God, I can't even. I can't even think about working this many days before I actually get to, take, to travel and, and take and, yep. and go and go someplace. It's really frustrating and, and upsetting. And again, like we've talked about, we've talked about capitalism and how like how often like we work and and how crazy I think it is. And this is just another one of those situations. Like the only thing I have I'm looking forward to right now is is Thanksgiving because I get two days off work for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Are you taking, do you, don't you normally take Christmas to New Year's? I take a, I take a vacation. I usually will take the week leading up to Christmas and then the week leading up to New Year's. So I usually take two, two weeks, weeks off. Yeah. This year I'm foregoing the week before Christmas because You're I'm not. probably need days for moving exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be. So I haven't scheduled anything yet, but I definitely have the week off between Christmas and New Year's, which is great. I, I'm looking forward to that. It's just right now it seems so fucking far away. So far It'll away. go fast, though. It will. It, this time have of you guys year always does. Have started, like, packing stuff up yet? Nope. Well, nope. there you go. We have not done any of that yet, and at some point we will. But as you know, I am planning a party right now for our for Cortica for the mm-hmm. big football game for my mm-hmm. alma mater. When is it? November 12th. Okay. Yeah. You and Luke need to put it on your calendar yeah, to come. There's a, you need there's, to come. There's a basketball game at some point. I just well, you I'm come. Just, yeah, I know. You come otherwise, we'll but we'll figure that out. Um, I think that's. Uh, I don't think that I have anything else to say, Katie. So should we just go into our prologue so we can drink this lovely drink? Yes. Um. All right. Let's go to the prologue. The prologue. Okay, Katie. So we read uh, "The Kind Worth Killing" by Peter Swanson. 
This book was published on February 3rd, 2015. And it, to me, I don't know if you got the same, I, I, I kind of feel like you got the same inkling about this because I saw your Goodreads, like, I want to read this, I want to read this. Very Agatha Christie yes. type, like, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And that's honestly all I have to say about it, in a sense. Like, it just seems very, like, two strangers meet in a certain situation. Yeah. And, well, like, Strangers whatever. on a Train was her, correct? Yes, okay. correct. Yes, yes. So I, um, Strangers on the Train is on my, it's been on my Goodreads list for a while. And <clears throat> I got done with this. And when I rated this one, that's when I get the email from Goodreads that says, what should you read next? And there was an Agatha Christie one in there. And I was like, oh, I'd never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. So I clicked into it. And then I stumbled down the hole of, well, let me try to start reading them in order at least. Right. And I was, yeah. So that's where I've that never from, but read a single Agatha Christie Neither have book. I. But I think that I would probably like I'm sure them. we would freaking love them. We I should put so one too. on the we list. We should put one on the list just to like. Let's start with like number one. Are they, do they all go in order? Do they all connect so, in some way? I, I don't know that for sure. I think there's a whole lot, just looking, remembering what I was looking at, there's a whole bunch of her, her two, Poro, Poro, I don't even know how to say his name. Poro. Poro? Poro. Her, anyways, there's a whole bunch <laughs> of short stories. <laughs> just so we're clear, Sarah already drank a bottle of wine. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. You can probably tell. <laughs> so... I there's a bunch of short stories, but there are actual novels that have numbers, and that's my one of my favorite things about Goodreads is you can be like, what series is this, and which one is first, and it yep. does that for you. Yeah. Um. So there is a, a number one, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe we could just look into it. The library it does that too. Like every time I like click on a book, yes. if it's a part of a series, it'll it's say two of two or yep. two of three or whatever, and then I immediately know. Oh shit! Don't read stop. this one yet. I'm yeah. gonna go back and look for the first one, which yep. I love. Like mm-hmm. fucking technology is a great thing for sure is. reading books yep. because hey, how would you know that otherwise? Right. Um, Katie, why don't you give us a reader rundown on this? Uh, the kind worth killing by you Peter Swanson. Got it. Delayed in London, Ted Severson meets a woman at the airport bar over cocktails, particularly the one we're going to drink. <laughs> they tell each other rather more than they should, and dark plan is hatched. But are either of them being serious? Could they actually go through with the plan? And if they did, what would be their chances of getting away with it? Back in Boston, Ted's wife, Miranda, is busy site managing the construction of their dream home, a beautiful house out on the main coastline. But what secrets is she carrying and to what lengths might she go to protect the vision she has of her deserved future? This year's most addictive thriller, The Kind Worth Killing, will keep you gripped and guessing late into the night. (laughs) It's very, like, uh, um, I don't know. It it sounds very much like what you would expect this kind of book to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So before we say anything, let's talk about our cocktail because it's getting warm in here and we want to drink this shit. So So in the the airport bar, they have... When they first meet. When they first meet, Ted is drinking a dirty gin martini and um lucy lucy lily 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 Lily, that um comes and meets him decides to have what he's having and we um did not have gin oddly enough so we're having a dirty vodka vodka martini martini. and instead of using regular vodka we used absolute papar Mm -hmm. which i have never had i like spicy we'll see how this goes and we dirtied it with pickle juice Instead. Which is better than olives. Cheers. We always gotta clink. We always gotta clink. Let's try this. Wow. Okay, that's just all alcohol. That's a lot. I mean, martinis are. That's just all. Let's, I'm gonna I kind of like that. I'm going to put these in there because... To marinate them? Yeah. Pickle I'm going to put the, I'm gonna more? Pickle the, I'm gonna put the pickles in the... Mar- like, Jesus Christ. I'm a mess right now. 
<laughs> might eat one. Oh my god, yeah. I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it. And like the pe- yeah, the pepper actually gives it like a little bit of like an extra fun. It's an extra layer of flavor. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's not like a martini is never something I'm gonna go and order. I do, but not like vodka martini or gin martini. I love a Cosmo, especially with flavored vodka. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. Yeah. Um I like apple teenies occasionally. Can't do lemon drops anymore because I definitely overdid them one night. I can't <laughs> do that. I um I don't know. I'm I've never been the kind of person who will go to a bar and just order like a straight like liquor drink yeah it's mostly like it's got to be like a mixture with something and i'm not big on like sweet drinks or anything like that so like this is actually okay it's just something i can't see myself drinking a lot of because i will get obliterated well i think they're meant to be sipping drinks and it's not meant to be yeah let me have four of them yeah let me have one of them i don't even know what i would eat with it though well and not to mention the fact that like it's not like we have martini glasses we're literally drinking them in a fucking tom's collins glass like that doesn't change the flavor of the drink, though. No, but it's like, <laughs> but I'm going to sit here and be like, with yeah. my straw in my mouth, like, sipping on it. You know what I mean? Like, not just sipping it, kind of, and putting it I'm down. I'm going to do, ready? Here, this is what we're going to do. Take your straw out. Take your straw out. Take your straw out. Is that what we're going to do, Katie? Yep. We're just going to. So then it, it maybe will slow us down a little bit? Maybe. Mm. Not going to lie. I think it needs more pickle juice. Not going to lie. That's all I'm going to say about I that. dumped it. I know you it. did. We should have had more pickles. Yeah. Maybe we'll have the kids. I was worried about spilling juice. it. Carried the drinks up. But I'm not really sure why, because this table is a fucking, like, <laughs> I have not cleaned this table since we started, probably. It's, it's all right. All gross. we spill on it is alcohol, so yeah, it's clean. It's clean. It's clean. Anyways. Um, all right. Let's go to the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, do we want to talk about why we picked this book? But that's okay. We can do that. We can do that in the in story. In the story. Yeah. <laughs> the story. So now we're in the story. Yes. Um, Why did we pick this book? So the woman that sat next to me and she has since left the agency. I Mm -hmm. um, was talking to her about Eight Perfect Murders, a different book by him. And she had recommended or she went. I recommended that to her. She read it. She liked it. She read this and said, you should read that one, too, if you really liked it. So we put it on the list um, and we read it. And uh, the first thing I want to say is that it literally the first part one is called the rules of airport bars and i started this in the airport airport and not in the bar but at the airport and i was like "Eh, well that's just quite perfect and it just made me really smile um uh you sent me quite an amusing text about this i will yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna explain that um First of all, I do have Eight Perfect Mar- Murders on my to-be-read list. Like, it's on my um, library list. I just, I think that I got it one time and I just didn't get to it quickly enough. So it kind of disappeared from my yeah. whatever. Um, so that's just been sitting on my library list for probably over a year, maybe two. Um, but as reading this and literally page six, and I'm going to tell you, tell you how I remembered, but I'm reading this book. And on page six, when they're sitting in the airport bar and they're talking and Ted is telling Lily, you know, about his wife and how he's building this house and how this guy is, you know, working on this house for him and his name is Brad Daggett. I literally got to this page and saw the name Brad Daggett and I go, I think I've read this before. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I've read this book before. 
So what's funny is that, as you all know, I typically get most of my books through the Kindle library. Mm -hmm. And um, for the podcast, I usually buy our books so I can make notes in them and like write whatever I need to, underline what I need to. Um, So getting there, I was just like, I, this sounds familiar. And like nothing sounded familiar until I saw that name, until I saw Brad Daggett. So I'm like, fuck, I think I read this. So I texted Katie and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I read this book before. <laughs> I I don't I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that I've I'm pretty certain that I've read this book. So I kept reading and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yep. I've read this book before. But it might have been a long, like it might have been this book again was published in 2015. So, so it might have been way then, back then. Yeah. I'm not gonna remember everything that happened. Right. And like going through the book, I'm like, okay, I remember this happening, I remember this happening. But each little nuance I wasn't certain about. So We've talked about this before. I love rereading books because it's like, yes, I have read this before. A little I know that deja before, vu, but also a little bit of... But oh, also, right. exactly, yeah. I'm not certain how this is going to end yeah. and I want to see more. And like, we'll get there. But like when Ted dies, that totally shocked me. <laughs> totally shocked me. I was like, wasn't... I did not see that coming. But there were certain things in the book where as I'm reading, I'm like, I'm kind of remembering something happening in this situation, this happening and this happening and this happening. And I found myself remembering as little things, little snippets and pieces. The main as plot that, points yes, kind of yeah, as I yeah. as I went along. So um, that being said, really enjoyed this book. This is mine and like right this, up our yeah, alley. This is our wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I very, very much liked this book. I am so glad that Kate suggested it. And I read it really fast. So I didn't even mention this in the beginning. I actually read, I'm almost done with my third vacation book, which that's a big deal for me. Yeah. Uh, but I read it, re- I read it really fast. And I when, when I got to the second book, Eric looks at me and he goes, Where'd the other book go? And I'm like, I actually brought two. And he's just like, oh. And I go, well, technically I brought three, but we'll see if I get to that one. Anyways, um, I, it took me a while and it was all the way page 143, which is a decent way through the book. It's like almost half where all of a sudden you realize that this woman at the bar that seemed like a complete stranger actually knew his wife Mm -hmm. so they are in the airport bar they start talking ted is talking about how his wife is building this house but he kind of wants to kill her and they start playing like a truth serum game where absolute truth and he basically tells this woman that he meets in an airport bar I want to kill my wife. I'd love to know if this is a conversation that you'd have with a complete stranger. Like, someone you you anticipate you're never going to see again. If I don't... you're, like, do you think that this is a conversation that, like, you, you, you're sitting in a bar. You're sitting in a bar. You've had a couple of drinks already. Like, he's clearly had a couple of drinks on his own before Lily even walks up to him. Yep. Do you get drunk enough or, like, open enough to where you're, like... I'm going to tell this person my entire life story. Like, I'm going to tell her immediately, I think my wife is cheating on me. This is who I think she's cheating on me with. And I'm thinking about killing her. No. No, I wouldn't. But I also don't 
know for a fact because I'm not in that situation. And it was only like a week after. Like he found out and then got on a plane and went to London. And this is on his way back. And he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? And so he's sitting there stewing about what he's going to do anyways. And this woman walks up and she's gorgeous and she wants to have the same cocktail with you. And it's a stranger in a bar. And because of that anonymity where they don't even realize... Kind of just opens you up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but they also don't even realize that they're going to get on the same plane together. Mm-hmm. Like, they think it's literally just a bar Ted across. doesn't realize that. Well, yeah. Lily realizes yeah. it. Like, we're, yeah. like, we'll get to that. But, like, Lily is kind of, like, orchestrating this entire thing behind the scenes. Without realizing what she's getting to. Yeah. Because I don't... She didn't know that... That was going to happen. That Ted wants to kill his wife. Right, right. Yeah. But she does know who he is. Yes. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I That part of the story kind of made me a little bit sad. Like, I wanted it to be a totally stranger thing. I think, I think it makes, so. I wanted her to not know him. I don't, I'm not upset that she knew his wife right. and that she had history with his wife. I right. wanted her to have not ever met him. Yes. And then for her to realize as, as they're talking, sitting there like, and talking, fuck, yes. he's married to the bitch. Yes. Yeah. That bitch that I've hated forever. Yeah. Um, which I think would be totally believable. The idea that like you're sitting in an, like, I, I can't remember exactly, but like she just caught sight of him and was like, I recognize him. That's Melinda. Melinda. Is that her name? Miranda. Miranda. Thank you. Sorry. That's all right. It's been a while. It's not Melinda. It's not Melinda. It's fucking Melinda. (laughs) But, like, I can't remember. Like, does she just realize, oh, shit, that's Miranda's husband. I'm going to go up and talk to him and see what happens. Like, or she doesn't orchestrate, like, being on that plane at the same time as him, right? And I don't even remember what she was doing in London. That would be an insane, like, she she was in London because her father was getting out of jail. Right. She went to visit her father, who drunk drove and killed... A college. The, I feel like intern. it was his wife or something. Or no, wasn't it like a mistress or girlfriend or something, something like that? Yeah. So he drunk drove and ended up killing somebody. Yeah, because her mom spent still a couple alive. years in. Yes, he spent a couple years in jail. She was going over there to, like, make sure that he had somebody to come home to or whatever. And then the father was replaced like back. Tra- yes. transitional housing. Or he exactly. was getting was he getting out of transitional housing? Yeah, some, somewhere somewhere along those okay. lines because he then. Not long after all this comes back and to the United with, States and yeah. lives with her, yeah, her yeah, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of was with you in that sense where it, I totally had forgotten that storyline part. Like, I had forgotten that she recognized him and knew him. And, and, like, instead of just, like, this coming about organically, she walked up to him, like, basically with an agenda of her own. But then it just got better for her as it went on. Yeah. And then you find out so much more about this woman. Yeah. Who has, like, killed people before. Yeah. And she's like, I'll help you. Yeah. I'll help you kill your wife if you want to do that. That's fine with me. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So you just said you love her. I'm a fan of her. I do, too. I do, too. Because at least I think that if she didn't have to experience Chet as a child... Mm -hmm. And this creepy pervert guy that's got this stanky would she have alcohol. Turned into this? I don't think she would have. Mm-hmm. I think that that opens the door. And I I know that there's a quote somewhere that there's like so many psychopaths walking around and yeah. Blah, and then there's some other thing that I've read at some point about how you don't know who could actually turn into a sociopath and kill people if they were given like one like. Once you start killing, you don't know that you can stop. Right. That kind of thing. Or you right. get the taste for blood. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, 
so because of her situation with Chet, which she does solve in a genius way, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As a 13-year-old child. Oh. As a 13-year-old child. It's from all of her reading. Like, she is us. She is a smart <laughs> kid who knows what the fuck is going and on. And how to plot a murder yes. and get away with it. Yeah. And how she needs to not have his anything around. Yeah. And, yeah, if he left something behind, that's okay. He disappeared in the middle of the night anyway. Yep. So yeah. He was basically a, a vagabond kind of guy. Like, it wasn't, like, wasn't, like, somebody who had like a lot of family waiting for him or whatever he literally squatted in this in this apartment over her garage and next to her bed yeah (gasps) he was so that like i i loved like going into that backstory because it was like okay we're learning more about this person who seems like all right why is she so interested in letting this guy talk about like killing somebody and she says i'll help you i'll help you i'll help you do that like I think there are people who the kind worth killing. They are the kind worth killing. Yes. And Miranda sounds like that. Yeah. yeah. Which clearly is where the name of the book comes yeah. from. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. So that whole part of the story where, you know, this is a guy who is clearly a predator. Clearly he had up to the point of like the party that her parents had or her mom just had. I can't remember if it was both of them. No, they were both there. And like he comes into her room. She's 13 years old. He calls her name and she pretends to be sleeping and then he just whacks off. Next to the bed. Next to the bed. Yeah. While putting, I feel like he had his hand on her. Like, I'm just like, I can't even imagine this. So gross. What, like in, like just thinking about that. What would I want to do in that situation? Kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she, me, one like, of the, I will say one of the things that she brought up in that instance is she didn't think her mom would believe her or her parents would believe yep. her, which if he actually did that, there's a pile of nasty shit on the beds or on the floor or somewhere around there. It'd be like, I didn't make this pile. Right. Like, I didn't make this up. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, get it. I also get like, I think she's 13 and that. Right. And, and she's probably, she's frightened mm-hmm. and she's like, I, just thinking about how you were at that age, like, and, and especially a certain, and there's, there, this was a different time for them, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's very much like when a girl came forward and said this kind of stuff and it's just like, oh, that's like, that's a compliment. You should be, yeah. you, you should, should be, be flattered yeah. that he wants to, he looks at you like that yeah. or he's like feeling that like that. And, like, for her to be scared to go to her parents and tell them something because she's afraid that they're not going to believe her. Her mother especially because this was her mother's student or something, you know? Like, it's it's hard. And, and she felt like she didn't have any other way out of that. Mm-hmm. So she's like... I'm going to plot this murder. I'm going to, I, I, I know this, I know this place where I can take him and he'll never be found because nobody else goes Nobody there. else even knows it's there. Nobody else even knows it's there. I tripped over it yet. one day. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Oh my God. I can't wait. I can't wait. But, um, for like, I, I, like, I was very much like, this is the kind of girl who I look up to like this is. I want to be friends with her. I absolutely want to be friends with her. Like she knows what the fuck she is doing. She's smart. She is savvy. Then it gets to the point where she, it's a little crazy when her boyfriend becomes involved, and you know she goes to okay, so she goes to school. Then that is where she meets Miranda, who is known as Faith, back in school. She dates this, so Faith is dating this guy, then uh, then Lily starts dating him, 
And then the guy cheats on her and she finds out about it with Faith Miranda. Faith Miranda. Faith slash Miranda. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> but um, he cheats on her and she is like, I'm going to murder him. That is where I'm a little bit taken out of it. Yeah, because he hasn't physically hurt her. Hasn't correct. done anything, He's you know. Torn her heart He's a apart, basically. He doesn't deserve. But I think her her she... He's cheating on her. She knows it. And she tries to catch him in the lie. Mm-hmm. But he basically is not even owning up to the fact that he goes to see her. Right. So he's like denying her existence. Yes. yes. Which makes her want to deny his existence. Yeah. She. He's telling people that he's going to see a sick father or something. Grandfather, yeah. father, something like that. Somewhere along those. Yeah. yeah. He's not even going to his girlfriend's house every weekend. He's going to visit family. Yeah. Um, And yeah. And and I, the, I can understand seeing red at that. I don't know about oh, getting course. to the point in time of actually wanting to kill somebody, but well, she physically plots his murder and then carries it out. Yeah, and when I mean, she that's... could all of a sudden, so he comes to visit her in London because she's over there, and um, he is deathly allergic to cashews or nuts or nuts, nuts, nuts in general. Yeah, and uh, she understands. She gets him a challenge. He starts drinking. He drinks a shit ton. He's wasted, and she orders food specifically so that. She can grind up nuts, cashews, and put them back in the food, yep. and then she hides his epipen, yep. which is like you're psychotic. It's diabolical. You it's are, diabolical. You, you are crazy. Yeah, it, it, and it's and like, evil. And there is a there is a difference there. It's like a progression. Right. It's a progression. She murdered a guy because he was actively um, molesting, molesting Not, her. Well, he, yeah, I right, mean, yeah. What he did was molesting her, and it was. It was going to work up to the, like, he was actually going to rape her. Like, th- that yeah. was going to happen at some point. Like, you know, you could see a progression there. But, like, when this happens, so you're talking about that was when she was 13, and this is clearly she's, at this point... She's in college, 20, right? Well, yeah. she's after college, right? Like, I don't know. I can't remember. Whatever. 20, 21, 22, yeah. you know, whatever. So, almost 10 years have gone I by. I think she's a senior in college, because isn't yeah. she... Don't they start dating... When she or junior, yes. she's a senior yes. and he, or sophomore. That makes and, sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she's 20, 21, 22 yeah. years old. So almost 10 years have gone by since she has last killed somebody that we know of. But, like she didn't mention any of the other people in, in the book or whatever. But this one is much more like hard to stomach because. Right. Because it's not hurting somebody that's hurting you. It is. It's one thing to pull a trigger and shoot somebody. I say that like I've ever fucking done it. But it's an immediate... Yes. Right. And it's an immediate thing. It's another thing to give somebody something and watch them struggle to breathe Mm -hmm. and have the thing that could save them them. and have intentionally hidden it. Yes. And I don't know how what word I want to use to describe all of that, but... She clearly gets pleasure from it. She clearly is getting pleasure from watching someone that she previously loved who hurt her in a way... Um, she's clearly getting pleasure from watching them die, suffer and die. And, um, you know, that's one of those things that people, the way that she killed him, that could easily be construed as an accident Mm -hmm. because, oh, I'm sorry, maybe our spoon with, you know, touched this food or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's very, um, it's the, the more the story goes on, it's a little bit more difficult to like, like her 
But I still found myself liking her even Mm -hmm. after that situation. Well, she also shows vulnerability towards Ted. And you can see her softening and wanting to actually see a future with him. And maybe she's going to be able to soften herself. Yes. Once she helps him get rid of this person that he thinks she's only trying to get rid of because she doesn't like or Mm -hmm. he doesn't like her. But it's actually her trying to also get rid of the woman that boy she had already killed went back to right exactly exactly it was very um it was kind of shocking to um to read that section of the book where she talks about having met ted previously so it's page 143 and i said that earlier because i wrote down the so it's the start of the second chap second part and um so this is the start of chapter 16. Hello there, I said to Ted. This is from Lily's point of view, which, by the way, I really like. I love books. I think we've said this before. I like books that go back and forth yes, between different too. perspectives. Yeah. Hello there, I said to Ted Severson. He was sitting at the bar in the business class lounge at Heathrow Airport. I had recognized him right away, but doubted he recognized me. We'd only met once, a couple years ago, when I had run into Faith Hobart in an outdoor market in the South End. I go by Miranda now, Faith had said to me then. Oh, it's my actual name. Faith's my middle name, Miranda Faith. And I wrote down my little note right here is I legit went, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then I had a note over here that said, did Eric and Faith actually ever break up when Lindy, Lily started dating him? Or was that all made up in Lily's mind or what right. or what or what? And then all of a sudden it was like a mind fuck of, yes. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what, like realizing that they were all connected. First of all, like. That's something only a fictional book can do, really. Yeah. Like, that kind of shit doesn't happen in real well, life. Well, like, that kind of twisting, correct. Yeah. But, I mean, we had you had touched on this before, but meeting up at the same airport to be on the same on the same flight, it's not that crazy. Absolutely. Agreed. 100%. As solely, I so, say that solely because on our way home, when we were in Miami airport, I'm standing in line and there's a guy, I was wearing my Fort Orange Brewing sweatshirt, and there was a guy that had a brewing shirt on and he kind of was looking like this at me and he gave me like the side eye in this, in the security line. And then he like elbowed his chick that was with him and like, she's like, yeah. And then I finally looked up the brewer brewing that brewery that was on a shirt and it's in saratoga so i'm in the security line in miami and there's a guy that's got a shirt on from a brewery in saratoga he obviously ended up on my flight well because we were going through the southwest gate and there was only two flights to get and and, well that's we had to stop at baltimore and then get to albany and that's one of those things where yeah it's very likely that maybe you'll see somebody going to the same place that you are right because i didn't know that guy yeah he wasn't dating my ex or yeah it just like a lot of like kismet stuff happened yes. for all of this to come about. But um, I'm just going to pull up a quote really quickly that I had. So this is back when she's basically she's uh, Lily is talking about like meeting meeting Eric and whatever. And I just I really liked this this quote. She's talking about her college and she said the boys I met there could easily have been classified as preppy snobs. Boys who had been born on third base and thought they hit a triple. I really love yes. that quote. Just thinking, yep. like, that is, like, literally every white d- male ever. Every white Chad. Yes. Or Kevin or Brian. Yes. Yeah. Or Eric. Yeah. Like, it's just every, every guy, like, that kind of thing is so prevalent. No matter who you're talking, you're like, that guy thinks that he fucking, like, you know, whatever. He was born with this kind of privilege and suddenly thinks that, oh, I worked for this. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. You did not. You did not. (laughs) Sorry, guy. But I I loved that quote. I thought that that was amazing. Um, And that's one of those things that you could look at and just be like, yeah, I would want to kill him, too. Uh (laughs) 
Um, all right, let's see. Um, on page 93, there is, so at, this is like after Lily and Ted have been talking about, you know, the plan to murder his wife and, uh, you know, whatever else. And like, there's just like, there's so much rationalizing that goes on in that situation. Like you're, you're a person who's never done this kind of thing, never done a bad thing. And then you're just like, you know what? I'm taking a bad person out of the world. Who is the worst person though? Who right. is the worst person though in that situation? Right. Like so, the person who cheats who on did it? or who did it or the person who's going to murder who you plays for God. it. So yeah. before you go on page 28, when she's talking to him in the airport or on the plane, I'm not sure. Okay. She said and thought a moment. Truthfully, I don't think murder is necessarily as bad as people make it out to be. Everyone dies. What difference does it make if a few bad apples get pushed along a little sooner than God intended? And your wife, for example, seems like the kind worth killing. Mm-hmm. So I, exactly to your point, the person who's doing something evil or the person who then takes it upon themselves, and this goes back to the book we read last time, yep. who's playing God uh-huh. and deciding what actually needs to happen. Yep. Exactly. Pickle. I just ate the pickle. It's really good after, like... Is it? You, have you eaten them yet? I have not. Uh-huh. I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of the drink. There's, um, like a, there's a funky taste, but I think... I think that's just the martini taste, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I do think it is the vermouth. Um, if only that wasn't so troublesome today. Honestly, one of the only, like, major things that I... Yeah, that is good. You're right. It is. Like, after, mm-hmm. like, sitting in the, like, whatever, it's really, like, it, it like, brings out the tart, like, the tartness of the, the pickle kind of goes away and whatever. But it's amazing. I love it. Um, I found myself, as we've been talking about, even though we're not, I don't know that we're supposed to... I did find myself really liking Lily as a character. Um, I think the only redeemable character in the whole book is Ted. Mm-hmm. Because he's thrown in this situation that it's hard because he's like, this is, this is shitty. I love my wife. I thought that I was doing the right things for my wife. And um, I'm building her this fucking multi-million dollar house on the main coast. Beautiful. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be gigantic. And I go down there one day and I find her fucking clearly. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. Well, first Not he really, only yeah. finds her like flirting with him, sharing yeah. a cigarette, which is pretty intimate, uh-huh. you know? Um, And then there's several times where he's like, maybe I looked too much into that. But then after he comes back from London and he goes down again and he's like, oh, I'm going to get these binoculars. I'm going to hide in the woods. I'm going to see it. Then he catches her fucking mm-hmm. him. And that's when it's like. We're on. We're going to kill her. Yeah. We're going to kill her. He does seem kind of spineless overall and and very Without easily question. manipulated by Lily. Yes. And by sh- both women. By true, both women. True. Very true. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Lily, they make this plan after a bunch of drinks and he wakes up and he's, he doesn't think, oh, shit, I talked an awful lot of crap yes. on that plane. Yeah. And ignores the meeting up. But he's so enticed by her that he does meet up with her to continue this plan. And she basically gives him an assignment like... This is what you need to do. You need to find out his. You need to find out Brad's schedule. Yep. You need to find out yeah. who's there, when they're there. This should have been a red spend, fucking flag to him. Go spend some time there, yes. right? Like this should have been a red wait, flag. Like she done this before? Yeah, not just not even but he, just that. He did ask. He her. asked her that, and she says, "I'm not going to tell you I'm that right now." Yeah, which is clearly a positive. Like, yeah, yeah I've definitely done this yeah. before. It's just like that should have been a red flag to him. Be like. What are her motivations here? There might like why? Yes. Why would she help yeah. me specifically with this? There's got to be something else in it for her, right? And and then when they like kind of get together, 
it kind of makes me sad because I think that he thinks the motivation is like, maybe she likes me. Yeah. Maybe she could see a future with me. And like, that's kind of sweet, but it's also at the same time, like, I feel bad for him Mm -hmm. because that's not what it's about for her. It's about revenge for her. That's it. Although there is a kind of hint from her that she could potentially Yeah, but see like with the them. fact that we actually don't see that yeah. play out. Correct. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. I think that she is very selfishly like, I saw this guy in the bar. This is what he said to me. And I'm going to take this and roll with it. Yep. Yep. So that's that's it. So like that's the hard part for me is like I, I find myself liking her, but at the same time, they're she's bad she's bad yeah like she's not a good person (laughs) she gets her comeuppance clearly like um but like the funniest part the craziest part to me is that the whole time that this is going on miranda and brad are plotting to murder ted yes successfully actually successfully like they it successfully happens and um that was actually the saddest part to me because, like, Ted, again, is, like, clearly the most, like, redeemable person in this whole entire story. Right. And I don't even understand Miranda's, like, Ted's justification for wanting to kill Miranda. He's making a bunch of money. She's the one that's at fault. So wanting to kill her as opposed to getting a divorce, slightly more tolerable than you're the one that did wrong. You're still going to get an alimony. Yes. Even well, they had there's a, a, there's a prenup, but she said he said she's not going to get all of my money, or she's not going to get half I feel like of my money. What he said, yes, she like there's a good enough prenup where she's going to get a decent amount of money, right? Like, so why bother with all of this? Exactly. I, I, I'm like that was unless like, she just really wanted to live in the house, and I guess yeah. maybe the house could be it. Yeah, maybe she or just she just was using yeah. Brad to do it anyways, so she could have the money, and she was going to dump Brad anyways. In my opinion, that was probably where she was yeah. going with that. Like, she, I don't think she really cared about Brad. I think she was going to end up getting rid of Brad at some point, yeah. anyway. Um, but as the whole murder plot went down, I found myself very like, um. Again, rooting for Lily. Like, I'm so glad that she lived through this. I'm so glad that, like, this is what happened. And this is... And, like, again, reading this a second time through, I was just, like... I definitely... Like, I'm just, like... Wait, yeah, I definitely read this. I definitely read this. <laughs> and, like... But, yeah, I read this. But at the same time, I didn't remember every single little thing that happened. I lo- I just love rereading books and, and discovering that I have already read them. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um... In in the time span of when he's supposed to be learning about Brad and all of the things that he's doing in his schedule and stuff like that, um, Lily is basically like, well, they had first met up after the airport. They picked a random town. They picked a town that nobody had any ties to. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually goes to Lily's town. Yes. And... Kind of fucks them over in the end. Yeah. yeah and I'm not going to lie. As soon as I read, I'd forgotten to refeed the parking meter after lunch and I had a town of Winslow parking violation under the wiper. I folded down the page and I was like, this is going to come back and fucking bite uh-huh. you in the ass. Yep. And I like that was the most obvious foreshadowing I have yes. read in a long time. Yeah. It wasn't even like a slide like yeah. oh I, I got back to my car and I took the parking ticket off and I put it in my it was like, oh, hey. Yeah. Which it does. Got this parking t- ticket, and literally that day I'm murdered. That yeah, night I am right. I'm killed. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like for me, like, I, I feel like I can't really talk about this because clearly I, I have read the book before. But, like, the second 
the second Miranda is going away for that bachelor. Oh, party, yeah. I was just like, yeah. don't forget to take the lamb out. Uh-huh. This is weird. This is I'm really just calling weird. to say goodbye. Yeah. Like something is something is fishy here. And um, I don't know. I hated that part. I hated that part because a I hated that. Like it's hard. It's hard because we're we're women and we are very you and I are both feminist women, you know, whatever. Um. But, like, these kind of books that are written by males, this is a, ma- a male author. He's writing a book about, um, you know, a black widow type of woman. And, like, it's very, it's very, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, cliche in yeah. a way. Like, you're, you're talking about, you know, there's always these, these books where this, this fictional woman is like this nasty ass woman who's going to come in and she's going to be very quiet, but she's going to come in and, and kill everybody. And it's just like, I don't know. Why does it always have to have to be a man that writes that book? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it, it bugs me. It bugs me a little bit because you're you're again you're looking at a book where the most sympathetic character is a male and you know he's the one who is the victim here and you've got these two women who are nasty nasty and kind of you know whatever um i don't know it's tough it's a tough it's a tough thing to like wrap your head around not saying of course i enjoyed the book and i you know whatever (laughs) but it's just one of those things that kind of catches you off guard a little bit like you know Yes. So I'm going to ask you a question that is completely sideways from that discussion. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the detective? Uh, Kimball is the yes. name? Okay. So what's funny is that when I looked up this book, it was like, this is, this is what I saw when I looked it up on... Um, when I was like, I've read this book before, I looked it up on my Kindle and I was like, have I read this book before? So I looked it up to see if I had gotten on my yep. Kindle. The, the great thing about a Kindle is that you can go back and search and Forever. you can see that you have had it on your Kindle before. So it was called The Kind Worth Killing. And it said Henry Kimball slash Lily Kintner book one. Oh. So I was like. Okay, that's interesting. That like that immediately changes my perspective on what I'm reading. Yep. Because it's like, okay, the way that this book ends, you would think automatically Lily Kintner, she's, she's done, done for. Yeah, like we're we, we're not going to hear for her. Henry Kimball, sure, we're going to see him. Henry, right? Am I wrong about that? It's oh. Kimball, it's something Kimball. We're going to see him again. Um, but. I liked his character, but he was very much a, he was very much the kind of guy who he sees a pretty woman and he's like, mm, yep, I am going to follow that woman and I'm going to see, you know what I mean? Like he seemed very creepy a little bit. He did. And a lot of that had to do with his little lyrical poetry. Oh my God. Well, and that's what gets her out of, like, the fucking... Like, that's what gets her out of these murder charges. Yes. Is that they find these lyrical little, uh, like, limericks limericks of him writing about how, oh, I'm gonna fuck Lily Kintner, you know, like, that kind of shit. And it's like, why are you writing this on your free time? This is weird. Just leaving it in your pocket? Uh, Why are you writing it? But also, why are you keeping it? Yes. (laughs) Fucking burn that shit. You're a detective. What the fuck is wrong with you? So, my thoughts on him was that... He was like that bumbling cop 
kind of like Columbo that just kind of like stumbles into the answer. He yeah. didn't realize how yeah. he was getting there, uh-huh. but Columbo is obviously smart and yeah. that's a different. I freaking love Columbo. He clearly but, has a like a, an inkling about her because he follows her. He's like, you right, know. and he doesn't give up on it, but he doesn't go through the official channels to do it because mm-hmm. he doesn't, for whatever reason, feel like he would get support that way. But the the poems, I laughed almost every single one of them because yeah. I thought they were freaking. They're funny. Funny. They like, are funny. I don't. I didn't flag the first time he wrote it, <laughs> or the first time he writes the poems, and he basically says he's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Every time I get, I write these little lyrics, and then and they all turn dirty. I wonder. Yes. Oh, I just found it. I wonder not for the first time why my limericks always turned out dirty. It, it, there once was a husband named Ted who met his end in a volley of lead. It was clear he was rich and his wife was a bitch, so it's not a surprise that he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> there once it's was a girl named up. Miranda. It was clear that no one could stand her, but beneath all that crass was an excellent ass, so the rich men all lined up to land her. And yep. just like, yeah. Every single one of them, I just, I was laughing at them. I thought yeah, they were funny. Like, so he ends up... But so, he's just a very weird character yes, quirk to have. Very strange, very strange. And like, that was one of the things that I remembered as I'm reading this book, in the beginning, I'm like, I feel like this book finishes in a small town and, like, somebody is, like, watching somebody else, like, going around, like, a square, like a like a town mm-hmm. square or whatever. And I'm like, maybe I'm thinking of a different book. But then when it got to that point, I'm like, nope, I know exactly yeah. what I'm thinking yeah. of. I know, I know I remember this exactly. But he's, like, what, what's funny about how he catches her... Is that he's literally like, oh, this is crazy. I'm going to leave. I'm going to, you know what? I'm I'm going by the, I'm just going to go look at that freaking, I'm going to look, go look Grave at that stone. gravestone really quick and see what she was looking at. That's when she comes up and stabs him. And that's what gets her because his partner was worried about him. So she was following as well. It was a little bit convoluted, but it was also very but it's much a, like the same way that the rest fictional of the mystery was. Yeah. book. Yeah. Like that's the way that th- those things are going to be. I I very much liked Detective James. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regina like, James or something, or that's her name. Something okay, along those something lines. like yeah. that. I I very much liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked her character. It was very subdued, but also like I'm worried about you. Stop doing crazy shit. Um, I did totally forget exactly what I was just gonna say. So <laughs> it'll come back to you. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. Um. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The The whole part of this book about the imagery on the on the gravestones and the fact that they met in a graveyard and they were talking about that. And I did flag this because I, I liked... Ted and Lily kissed in a graveyard. Yeah, yeah. that was an underlying In that graveyard theme. specifically, yep. yeah. So some of the gravestones, this is from page 107, some of the gravestones had lettering that had worn away to unreadable hieroglyphics and many depicted winged skulls and the words memento mori, remember that you will die. I ran a finger over one of the carvings, a skull in the shape of a light bulb with round owl's eyes and full set of teeth. Between the skull and the inscription were two sets of crossbones. I wonder when they stopped putting death imagery on gravestones, she said. Or I said, it's so appropriate. And I was like, it is. Like, I when did it flip from being about dying to your afterlife yeah. and, and being more about angels and rest in peace and all of this when really you died? Yeah. Like... <laughs> I think that, that it probably changed because people, A, thought it was very, like, um, macabre. You Which know I think I mean? is like, probably why I really like it. Yeah, Especially oh, yeah, 100%. October. 100%. But I, I think it was very much, like, I, I would not I would guess it's probably within, like, the last 100 years that that's kind of something that more, like, everybody is just more, like, 
let's make this a little bit more upbeat and uplifting, uplifting. Like you're, you're, you've gone to heaven, which is something I clearly don't believe is done. Like, and like, I don't know, I, you know, I have, I have family members who have passed and they have gravestones. I've never been to a single one of those gravestones. It's just not something that I'm. It's a very weird thing to go yeah, visit a gravestone. It and is. It's very much for, it's obviously for the living yeah. because it means nothing to the people that have passed. It's um, funny. Like the only time I ever visit gravestones, I was just like, I was just talking to the, uh, to my friend Stacy about this because her and I, on, on, on Halloween every year, we go to, or like right around Halloween, we go to cemeteries and just walk through cemeteries. We'll get a six pack of beer and we'll just walk through cemeteries and look at gravestones and we'll see, oh, when did this person die? You know, like it's something that we do every year. It's an, it's a tradition for us. So like, that's the only time I ever really go through a cemetery. I have family members that are buried. I just, it's not something that is attached to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I mourn and grieve for those people in my own heart. I don't feel like I need to go visit a specific place to grieve for them or talk to them or Or whatever. If you did have that inkling to want to go to a specific place, then this is me. I would, I don't want to go to their gravestone. I would rather go to a place that that they loved or yes, that we had special memories together. Like I, I just, I don't know. death is weird i'm gonna death is very weird and like (laughs) i just like and and for me personally and like my entire family like you know we're gonna be cremated like that's just that's just something like i want i want my my ashes scattered in a place that meant something to me and like so i can live out what are you gonna live out live out (laughs) live out in quotation marks like you know put me put me in a place like make it matter to you know uh, I'll be fertilizer for a fucking place that so matters to the me. The whole concept of being of ashes being turned into like a tree, basically, yeah. I think that is one of the coolest yeah, things absolutely. that you can do because that's something you can go visit and like feel like it's you, it's your, alive. Your again. family is a part of yeah, yeah, like yeah. A gravestone is just like this is a rock. This is a rock. A, yeah. You're, and six feet under, there's a fucking skeleton. Yeah. I just, like, it's really creepy and weird to me. Like, I won't do it. I will not do it. And um, I don't know. I, I don't have a single family member that I've ever gone to, like, a gravestone for. It's just, I don't know if that makes me a shitty person or what. But, like, I mourn and grieve for those people here. And, like, I have dreams about them. Mm-hmm. And I think about them. And that's the kind of thing, you know, whatever. Why did we get on this subject? I'm sorry. The gravestones. I'm sorry. That's okay. Like, this is, like, I feel like we've gone down a real, like, crazy rabbit hole. Well, but that's... One of those six feet deep ones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, we have not had an Alice in Wonderland uh, reference in yeah, a while. it's been a while. It, it has is. been a while. And I wonder if we're going to have one sometime soon. I would hope so. Um, we did go to Wonderland on the boat. It was a, a themed restaurant. That was fun. so cool. That's something I, I bet you, you would freaking be I, so uh, excited about. You know how many pictures I took on the boat? <laughs> Not very many. You know where I took them all? In Wonderland on the first <laughs> night that we were there. I, I'll show so you the pictures. Funny. I got some cool videos. They, so I, they had a very quirky drink menu and a very quirky um, meal. And the whole experience was a lot of small plates. Yeah. And we were there for like two and a half hours. And Ooh, Eric's fun. like, I'm bored. And Aww. Adam's like, that was the best meal we've ever had because it was a lot of food spread out over a lot of time, That's which is so exactly the, what his stomach needs to eat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyways. All right. Can we talk a little bit about um, the, A, the murder in general, like 
Lily final like Lily getting her revenge on Miranda and also like you know killing Brad in the, in the process and then talking about how she gets arrested because she stabs the she the stabs detective. the cop the detective and then she's going to get out because the detective was stalking her yep but then what we find out at the end yes all right so i, I just think age like she's such a ge- like Clearly, she's a genius. Like, she's genius level, mm-hmm. like, figuring out all of this stuff and how to, like, manipulate play, manipulate these people to play their parts and do whatever they need to do. I don't even think, like, the, the murder of Miranda and Brad is that important in the long run. I think it's mostly the stuff with the cop. Like, she plots, she sees him following her. She catches wind of that. And then she's like, I'm just going to go to this place that me and Ted went to. I'm One time, make it real obvious that I'm staring here for a reason, mm-hmm. and he's gonna follow me, and he's gonna figure this out. And then she goes up to him, and she, I'm sorry, she says I'm sorry, and she stabs him. Probably and shouldn't have said I'm sorry. Yeah, that was that was your mistake right there. Yeah, because that's when you know that's when the partner comes up and she catches her. Clearly, she didn't plan for that part. Nope. But um. You know, it doesn't, it, it, obviously it clearly helped her that they found the, um, the limericks in his, in his coat pocket and she thinks she's getting out. And then while she's in jail, her father writes her a note. The literally last thing in the book writes her a note and says, oh, honey, um, I hate to break this news to you, but somebody bought the farm next door, so they're going to clear out that... That meadow that you really liked. That meadow that you always went to is going to be gone. Yeah. And that's where she buried her first body, which was Chet, and also where she buried Brad Mm -hmm. just very recently. Yep. So, like, that gets raised, and they're going to find two bodies in there. That's why there's a Henry Kimball, Lily Kittner book number two. I want to know what the book number two is. Like, we need to look that up and see what... Somebody told me that... I don't know if it was you that told me or if Kate told me that they're writing another... He's writing another book, The Kind Worth Saving. Oh, so maybe that is... Maybe that's the next one, because... That would make a lot of sense, clearly. Um, I do want to talk about the fact that I, I, yes, the Miranda and Brad murder wasn't really a huge point. It, yeah. it was, it kind of was, was like coming. a thing. It was yeah. definitely coming. Yeah. Um, we knew it was going to happen. I very much liked, and going back to, again, the flipping of the perspectives in the chapters, the way that the chapter ended and Brad had raised the wrench and you didn't know who he'd killed he until like kill. another yes. chapter yeah. or two yeah. later. I, yeah. I liked that. Because your thought is when that first happens that he's going, he's, he's there he's to there. save Miranda. He came Miranda. with Miranda. He's yes. going to kill Lily. Yes. But, no. but then you find out that Lily had placed all this stuff in his head. Like you need to do this and you need to do this. And the kind of saving is the second one. It is. Okay, yeah. cool. But it doesn't come out until March shit okay so we're gonna have to put that on our list yep all right we're putting the kind like you here here first on fucking live fucking live (laughs) we are putting the kind we're saving on our list for sometime in march probably won't come out until april may ish i would assume but because we have a lot of shit going on um I don't know, Katie. Do you have anything more to say about this book in particular? Do you have anything else? I do have. I because you have a different version. I am just super curious to see if you have the same. I had two typos 
where um, I don't think I saw any typos. Instead of saying Ted, he said Brad, and where instead of saying Brad, he said Ted. Oh, I don't. All think within I like that. eight pages of each other. So two two twenty one. I doubt our our pages are going to be the same because were they in the second second part? What was it in the second part of the book? Like part two. All right, no, tell me, tell me, tell me where. Uh, um, the bottom of the first paragraph. She knew that Brad had driven down to Boston and had broken into his neighbor's house first to make the murder look like a burglary gone wrong, then knocked on Brad's door, asked to be let in, and shot him. It should be Ted's door. Yeah. Does no, that Brad? That is definitely what mine says okay. as well. Okay, where's the next one? The next one is a few pages later. Then knocked on Brad's door, asked to be let in, and shot. Wow, that is like so stark. How do you not. What's the next? What's the next one? Um, page two twenty nine. <laughs> it's that same chapter. Okay. And um, a bunch of pages. So after my phone was charging on the bedside table. So after the next page break or chapter break, it starts with I, I parked, parked my up. car. Okay. okay. So on the page opposite that, or after that, it says it was close to ten p.m. Yep. When Ted doused the lights on his truck and turned off McMack onto the gravel driveway of my property, he drove slowly the truck seesawing the driveway more rutted than ever after the recent rains. That's actually Brad driving because Ted's been dead. It was close to 10 p.m. when Brad doused the lights on his truck and turned oh, off. So McMack yours says Brad. Yes. Mine so says that Brad. one got caught. It Mine was still close says to 10 Ted. p.m. when Brad doused the lights on his truck. Oh, it says Ted. Mine says Ted. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that one got caught, but the one. In the, the beginning, did not clearly. Yeah. That's so funny. I love catching like little things like yeah. that. I was obviously not eagle-eyed enough on this one to catch that. All but... I want to say is, I caught it. I folded down the page, and then, knowing full well that I would wait to do my notes and have no fucking idea why I wrote yeah. folded down that yeah. page, I like put a little tear in the side of the page right where the section was. Right where it actually was. Gotcha. And I didn't catch it on this one, but when I got to the second, folded down, and I was like, what the fuck did I fold down this page for? Yeah. And then as I went like this, the page caught, and I was like, oh, right, I ripped the paper. <laughs> and remembered what I had done and why I had done it. You start writing, like, reading with a pen in your hand. I for do. these books. Like, I have started doing that. Like, I'm starting to, like, okay, I'm going to just mark, like, a little, like, Like, even just the swoop like, on the paragraph yes, as yes, to why exactly. I yeah. Like, this is the, what I marked this page for. This is why. Um, Which I did do that at one point because that was when I realized mm -hmm. that Faith was Miranda and I wrote, oh, fuck. Yeah. That, yeah, I yeah. Did, that was. I did see that note in yeah. the book. Um, all right. I think that's all we have to say on this mm -hmm. book. Why don't we go to the epilogue? Epilogue. The epilogue. Epilogue. Um, so that was our talk on, uh, <laughs> the kind, the kind of we're killing. <laughs> um, next time we are talking Daisy Darker by Alice Feeney. I'm mm -hmm. so excited to read that. You have it. I saw it downstairs. I have it. I haven't got it yet. I'm so excited to read it. I know it's going to be a fast read because all of her books are. Yes. Um, so that will be one we can easily read with, what like, was in a weekend. the one that we read? Did we read one by I read her? A, I've read a few of hers. Um, there was just one recent. Oh, the, was she Rock, Paper, Scissors? She was Rock, Paper, or, Scissors. I, but I didn't read that one. I read His and Hers. His and Hers okay. is one. Um, she's also read sometime, uh, wrote, written Sometimes I Lie. 
Um, she's written a few, and they're all very good. I would recommend every book that she's read uh, written. They're so good. Um, quick, easy mystery reads. Um, I it's going to be right up our wheelhouse. I'm I'm very yeah. excited to to yes. read it for sure. Yep. Um, that said, after that. We are going to take a we're mini taking, hiatus. We're taking a holiday break. Um, a moving, packing, selling. Yes, yes. Holidays. And we're going to jump back in, I think, with The Life of Pi, right? Life yes. of Pi. Which came about from that book that we read. The library one. What the fuck was that book called? The Reading List. The Reading List. <laughs> I was going to say Midnight Sarah Library. Sarah Adams. No. Yeah. The, uh, yes. So, yeah, we're going to take a little break, um, but... We do have one more episode before then, and that'll be out two weeks after this one. So keep your eye out. Follow us on our social media um, at to be read pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, follow or email us at to be read podcast, right? <laughs> yep. At gmail.com. Um, and rate, review, and subscribe. We are on Apple, we are on Spotify. Um, Email us, text us, or some of you know us, um, you know, whatever. Just, like, let us know If for what some reason you're somebody that we don't know and you listen to us, like, give us a something. Yeah. Like, reach wanna, out to us just we so we know that there's somebody that's not just our friends yeah, that we bribe we and pay. I do want to say very quickly, um, one of our listeners um, messaged us on Instagram when we talked about uh, The Last Wish. And she had read The Last Wish. Her name is Jen McIntosh. She follows us on Twitter. She is a friend of mine. Um, she's a listener of ours who listens to all of our podcasts. And um, she mentioned that, I don't know if you remember this when we talked about The Last Wish, but I actually just listened to that episode today while I was running. Um, really? Yeah, I did. I, I've, I've been a little bit behind on things because I'm listening to so many Game of Thrones podcasts, mm. Game of Thrones, House of Dragon podcasts. Um, so remember how me and sim mentioned that dandelion's name is yasker in uh the show yasker is apparently the polish word for dandelion so they just didn't change it which i thought was crazy and funny and i appreciate her pointing that out and i would love to hear more feedback of stuff like that. Of stuff like absolutely. that. Like, absolutely. Like, let us know what you think, what you feel. Um, if you're liking what we're saying, if you uh, you hate what we're talking about, if you love what we're talking about, we want to hear it. Uh, rate us on Apple and Spotify. Kate, you told us to read this book. I'm dying to yes. know what you think of our episode. Exactly. Like, you know, our we're not going to be, like, completely linear in our episodes because they're mostly just me and you having a conversation about a book that we liked and, and read. Um, but, uh, we want to hear from you. And if there's something you hated, you loved, whatever, text us, email us, uh, instant message us, whatever. I did say it all, all that, but I'm a little <laughs> bit drunk. So I'm going to say it again. Um, and guys, please, 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 please. Um, how do we finish this episode? <laughs> Join us next time. We make your to be read pile one book shorter. I got you. I got you. Thanks, Katie. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. (laughs) To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turo. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa.